Hello, everybody. Welcome Hello. to the Black Case Diaries. Yeah. The Black Case Diaries minus one. Doesn't it feel weird? <laughs> yeah. So this is going to be an interesting episode today. We are minus one co-host. Marcy is not here today. Right. Uh, Marcy can't be with us this week. She's working late every night because she's also volunteering at her church because she's a monster she's such an amazing person but damn it <laughs> she's not here for so, the podcast so she's yeah now we know we rank in her priorities seriously uh <sighs> bottom of the barrel it seems Mars. yeah <laughs> anyway but so robin and i are gonna try to hold this one together this week because <laughs> we thought we care so much about you the listeners that we <laughs> Decided to power through and make an episode anyway. Especially because she's going to be gone next week, too, and we thought two weeks without an episode. <laughs> Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> That's also a problem. So, um, this week we're going to talk about... Sorry. Adam's yawning problem. <sighs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we have to record this after after I get <laughs> off after of work. a so. long work day for Adam. And I'm a professional bum, so I always have energy. <laughs> So this week we're going to talk about movie and TV urban legends. Yeah, I thought it'd be cool to talk about something a little fun, a little, you know, like yeah. spooky stuff is always fun to talk about. I love tall tales. Yeah, tall tales, myths, yeah. spooks, stories, <laughs> even though really not many of these not many of these are very scary, but no. they're very intriguing nonetheless. So I think we're going to just dive right in. <laughs> I liked your hand motion. Thank you. Thank you. I'm diving into this conversation. Here we go. Here we go. Sploosh. Yeah. I'm holding up a 10. (laughs) (laughs) So the first one we have here is one that I'm I'm sure a lot of people have heard of. Yeah. Is the Wizard of Oz hanging? This is I, I this is the first one. I, this is the reason we're doing the episode. Yeah. Cuz this is the first one that I thought of when I was a kid. I watched The Wizard of Oz a lot with my siblings and I remember them pointing it out to me. Do you see that in the background? Do you see that shadow? Yeah, it's a dead body. Oh. What they what they told me. Yeah. It's not true though. No. I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah, me too. I'm I'm, I'm glad that it's that well, it's I'm glad that someone's tragic death is not forever uh, you know, immortalized on the <laughs> yeah. on the big screen. I'm happy about that. Yeah. yeah. So the the legend goes that on the set of The Wizard of Oz while they were filming um in the woods where they meet the Tin Man, in the background you can see something. Yeah. And on the VHS tape, it's not very clear what it is. Right. It's it's very fuzzy. Obviously, the resolution isn't great. But even though, if you remember VHS, it's going to take us into the future. It's the best quality you can get. <laughs> yeah. Well, obviously, that's not true. But anyway, so the the myth is that it was one of the actors who played a monk, munchkin hanging themselves. Yeah. And I actually had heard different things when I was a kid. I heard that it was an electrician. There was one story that, that I heard when I was a kid was that it wasn't even a hanging death or suicide. It was, um, you know, someone was just working back there and, and fell to their death. And Oh, man. Like, I mean, that was, I mean, I heard that. I heard all kinds of crazy stuff about it. It would be impossible to miss that yeah. on set. 
like while they were filming. They would know that somebody died. They would have found the body. Right, but like especially when Wizard of Oz, they heated it. I mean, the place was over a hundred right, degrees. Right, it was it was ridiculous. But but when you watch the scene back, they start skipping towards it. <laughs> yeah, like I yeah. think they would have noticed it. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, I, I I read that it wasn't until the Blu-ray Blu-ray was released <laughs> that. <laughs> they actually officially debunked it. Right, right. <laughs> That's a hell of a long time. Right, because they finally w- were able to take the original film and, and convert it into a format that was still, you, you could still see all the detail. Yeah, and, and so much it's so much easier to see that it's just a large exotic bird. Yep. And it, you may be thinking, what the hell is an exotic bird doing on set? <laughs> they were borrowing it from the San Diego Zoo. In order to make the set seem more alive and interesting, not only for the, the actual film, but for the actors and everyone there, yeah. made it seem more like, you know, what Oz would be like. Just weird mm-hmm. birds and creatures around. Where do you think they borrowed the living trees from? The talking trees. <laughs> Probably Middle Earth, if I oh, had to yeah. guess. Oh, um, yeah. That's, that's a good guess. Yeah. yeah. Oz itself, possibly. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they <laughs> they just... You know how they relocate trees when they want to make... Yeah. Those, but they don't want to cut down trees. Yeah, it's like that. That makes sense. Um, <laughs> They're probably still there. Right. They're in a studio somewhere right. in LA. Yeah. But yeah, the truth of the matter is that it's just a, a, a large bird, like a crane of some yeah. kind. Um, and in the Blu-ray, it, we'll have a clip in the blog. Yeah. You can see... The bird, very clearly. It's so obvious. You see it flap its wings and everything, and you're like, wait. (laughs) (laughs) I I couldn't believe it today watching it. I was like, why is it so clear? I don't Mm -hmm. remember it looking like that when I was a kid. Right. Yeah, I also heard other... There were other things I heard about The Wizard of Oz when I was a kid. I'd heard that the original man to play the Tin Man died. Yes. <laughs> I was, you, I you was thinking of that, that too. I, I've, I've heard that many lead times. Lead poisoning is what they uh-huh. told us, that he died of lead poisoning. Yeah, because there was lead in his face paint. Yep. Oh, my God. Yeah, we heard the same things. Yep. That's that's crazy. Outrageous. I, yeah, because I, I heard that. I was. It's so funny. Like, what a legendary movie. For, there's so many, <laughs> right. so many fake things about it. Right. <laughs> Urban I mean, myths were telling children. Right. But there there are some real things about it, too. I mean, we yeah. talked about this in our um, musicals episode, The Wicked Witch. Yeah. When her face, when it, she goes up in flames. And mm-hmm. she said, I remember watching a documentary about it. And she actually said herself that she was burning. And the, like, the makeup guy or whoever came and was just you know, scrubbing her face furiously, you know, mm-hmm. trying trying to make sure that the paint, the paint, face paint didn't get into the, get into her burns. Mm-hmm. And she was like, this was just so painful. <laughs> yeah. Incredibly. Ugh. Can yeah. Can you imagine? Ugh. <coughs> I don't yeah. know if I'd want to be in show business anymore after something like that. She, I don't think she did much after that, but I would True. say that a lot of it has to do with the fact that children were terrified of her for basically the rest of her right, life. Right, right. Because she was the wicked. She was she was the face of evil. Right at for the time, a whole generation. For, sure, for, for such a influential movie, yeah. yeah. But to clarify, the the Tin Man didn't have. Well, the original guy, he had he did get hospitalized, or at least he wasn't feeling well and had to drop out of the role. Because he inhaled aluminum dust, so... Right, but he did not die of lead paint, lead yeah. face paint. So the next one we have here was one that Jacob brought up, I believe. Yeah, 
My yes. husband, I, I asked a few people if they knew of any yeah. urban legends that they heard as a kid. And one that he wasn't necessarily a kid when he heard it, because we were a little older when this movie came out. But that Mel Gibson got electrocuted during the pe- filming of The Passion of the Christ. Yes. Can you imagine seeing that, filming this movie that means a heck of a lot to a lot of people and yeah. has this huge religious connotation <clears throat> and somebody gets struck by lightning? Yeah, and it's crazy because <clears throat> it did happen. It just wasn't Mel Gibson. Right. That is where the myth is busted. <laughs> yeah, um, no, it's... It did, in fact, happen twice <laughs> mm-hmm. on set, but it wasn't Mel Gibson who was struck. It was the actor playing Jesus, Jim Cavazell, who was struck by lightning, as well as one of the assistant directors. Jan Michelini. Yeah. And you know, it's funny, Jan, poor Jan, got struck twice. But could you imagine, Not, not the odds of being struck by lightning are astronomical, but to yeah. be struck twice is outrageous i'd be (laughs) in the same in the same shoot (laughs) yeah i'd be done so that myth is kind of true but it just wasn't mel gibson that's still nuts though all right (laughs) so the next thing that we were going to talk about we just have like a haphazard list of yeah yeah just some ones that we found online and ones that we knew of and and that yeah i mean that would be fun to talk about hoverboards for example (laughs) from back to the future part two when when the movie came out the director and Michael J. Fox both said that hoverboards were real. Mm-hmm. They said they used a real one in the movie and that you could go get one. How mean well, is that? That is the meanest thing. <laughs> it is literally the meanest thing. <laughs> because at the time, I mean, even now they're awesome. But at the time, just seeing anything in that kind of future yeah. would have been amazing. You know, skateboarding being a, a huge thing, you know what's the next evolution of skateboarding would be hoverboarding so people were like oh my gosh this is gonna this is a game changer it's it's possible it's real that's so cool Mm -hmm. yeah i mean it it really it's such a mean thing but it doesn't work on water though yeah so they told children that it was real but that parent groups wouldn't allow them to be made because they were too dangerous right as if parents needed something else. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> For their kids to yell at them about. Yeah, if, if parents didn't need to look less cool in the eyes of kids like that, <laughs> stopping a hovering skateboard from being made and sold is... Right. Well, first of all, if, it, if I were a parent at that point and that had happened, I, and my kid said to me, like, I can't believe you wouldn't let children have hoverboards, I would say, okay... <clears throat> There's so many reasons why that's wrong. One of them, I would absolutely say it's okay for hoverboards to be made. I just wouldn't let you ride one. <laughs> I would do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> as, as, as an adult, I still feel that that would be a really fun. Right. But you're a child, and I would not let you right. do it. But, I, of course, I'm not going to stop them getting made. Yeah. What? No one, what? Why would you do that? Right. Seriously, could you imagine watching, like, the X Games or the Olympics? now where hoverboards were a thing imagine how cool that would be instead (laughs) of like don't get me wrong watching the snowboarding and and skateboarding and stuff like that is really fascinating those those athletes are incredibly talented i could never do that in a million years but imagine the level it would go to if they were hovering i mean the tricks you could do but how do you stop i don't know you don't ever (laughs) stop 
<laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, it takes out a whole. Maybe here you go. <laughs> they they have a whole like you know arena or something to do their set in you know tricks or whatever they're doing, and then they. In order to stop, there was a pool of water. Oh, nice! And they just dry, they just ride towards the water, and it'll stop them because it doesn't work over water. Yeah, there you go. Sure. Um, and or they figure out how to use mind control. But yes, yes. But here's another thing that I want to mention about hoverboards. Um, whoever out there invented those wheelie things and decided to name them hoverboards, you can, mean. you can, you can just. <laughs> get out of business you can just i want to say meaner things but i'm gonna keep a pg <laughs> oh is this a, is this a pg episode <laughs> fuck no it's really? not <laughs> so were we no longer explicit you could just Mar- marcy's gone <laughs> right exactly you could <laughs> yeah she's a real she's a real sailor mouth I yeah tell she's really she's we never want to cuss actually and right before the episode start marcy tells us you better Drop at least two f bombs in this episode. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Otherwise, she, she threatens us every time. Yeah. Seriously. But, sure. But, <laughs> but that person can just like get out of town because they're they're obviously not hoverboards. It's so annoying that they're called that because I'm not saying that they're not kind of cool. They're like segways without handles. Yeah. They're incredibly difficult to stand on. Yeah. But they're not hoverboards, man, and you know they're not. Get out yeah. of town. So the next few that we have are all Disney. We kind of lumped the Disney ones yeah. together because there are quite a few. If you're going to be around for as long as Disney has, mm-hmm. there's going to be <clears throat> some some myths, right. some urban legends. If you've made as many movies as they have, yeah. some stuff is about likely to, to happen to one of them. Right. So uh, the first one that we wanted to talk about was the SFX Lion King. Yes. When I was a kid, my brother pointed it out to me. My brother was, uh, he's seven years older than I am. Whenever we watched something, he always pointed out what any kind of sexual reference that yeah. he, that, that he mm-hmm. might have seen or, you know, uh, he and uh, I hope he listens to this episode. Um, but yeah, so we watched that and he pointed it out. He'd pause the screen on our tube TV. So even uh, when it paused, it was, you know, you know how you pause a VHS and it's just like it's just shaky. It's not, like, zzz. not quite still. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you couldn't really tell, but they would be like, there it is. Sex in the sky. Sex. They spelled sex. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> that is 100% a myth. Yeah. It's false. It's SFX. Yes. Though a lot of people would be like, Oh, whatever. Cop out. You know, I guess. F looks like E. Come on. Yeah, yeah. I I suppose <laughs> that's true. But... Uh, it, it, would you really... Like, if think about it. Would you risk getting fired to put the word sex in the movie? Like, yeah. Would it be worth it to you? <laughs> Absolutely not to me. Like <laughs> To put that in there? Think about it. You work, you work at the biggest animation company in the world working on... What would become their magnum opus, their masterpiece? Right, and this is this is the Renaissance. Uh huh. And then you're and then you're just sitting in your little animation area, going. <laughs> I'm gonna write sex. I'm gonna ruin this company. Are you, like, are you kidding me? N- no way. Parents will see the sexual subliminal message, and yeah. then children will never watch Disney movies again. <laughs> yeah, that worked, right. really worked out, didn't it? The <laughs> largest company in the world. One of them. 
It's like oh. it's ridiculous. The the re- they put SFX in there because that was like the sound company, right? Special effects. Yeah, yeah. They wanted a reference in there just because yeah, it was kind of cool. It was, it was an Easter egg. Yeah, especially that that scene with the wind and all the stuff in, in the part where it shows that there's a lot of special effects going on yeah in that scene a lot of highly detailed and complex animation it's it's an incredible scene and they just wanted to throw in a little reference and it's only a split second i mean if you don't pause it there you don't see it really no it goes by so quickly yeah it's it's a very quick thing yeah it's really funny i mean the idea of sex sexual innuendo in disney is not an isolated thing. Right. It, and it's, it's funny how the ones we have here are all of that. <laughs> all, all the le- all the <coughs> urban legends that we listed are all sex stuff. Right. Except for one. <clears throat> but we'll get to that one. Yeah. So the next one is the Little Mermaid penis. <laughs> That's a weird thing to say. <laughs> That's what I what? wrote. That's how I wrote it. I just are wrote you... Little Mermaid penis. Is it? <laughs> um, but anyway. <laughs> so the, the cover art of the VHS... Pr- copy yeah. of the little mermaid you see in the background neptune's castle atlantis yes and if you look closely one of the spires <clears throat> looks a little weird you know i would say most of them look like penises i mean that's true i wouldn't even say it was just one of them but the one very very much looks like it's one. it's weird how circumcised it... <laughs> right it's weird <laughs> <laughs> it's weird how i mean it's kind of a, a, a trend in architecture where it's it's not really meant to look like that, but it just happens to <clears throat> be similar. Right. You know, for example, the Washington Monument in, in Washington, D.C. It's just a straight-up <laughs> yeah. point. You yeah. know what I mean? And people, people have said that it looks, you know, it looks phallic. Yeah. And, I mean, you can't deny that it does. Right. Or, or you can't say that it doesn't really. But, I mean, obviously it's not intended to be that way. It's no. just It's just a... It's just the way it is. And the same thing goes with the architecture of the castle in Atlantis. The myth is two parts, right? It's that one, that's on, it's on purpose. Mm-hmm. And two, it was done by somebody who, <laughs> somebody who was disgruntled because Disney had let them know that they would be let go by the end of the project. And that they right. were, and uh, the guy who did it wasn't actually even working for Disney. Yeah, he was a commissioned <clears throat> artist. Yeah, he was just doing uh, promotion art. And uh, he had done the castle before... Like, that castle appeared on, like, original posters and postcards and cereal boxes or whatever the hell, you all know, they, they did. He It was on all of those things. And um, he the only thing he remembers about drawing it... Because he was not fired, by the way. No one fired him. He didn't even work for Disney, so... Right. He What he remembers is that they asked him to do it late. He didn't have a long enough notice, and he was awake until 4 a.m. drawing the castle. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you look at it... he didn't it, notice it. If you look at it, it's very complicated. And it, yeah. I mean, I imagine the original sketch of that castle is painted or... or yeah. So, I, I doubt it was, at the time, probably not digitally painted. Um... <laughs> So it would take a long time, and if he had to turn it around that quickly, I mean, odds are you might make a mistake. Yeah, and also just, he he didn't even know about it. Like, he he drew it, sent it away, had no idea until somebody called his studio and was like, bro, this is like a news story now. Yeah, but here's the thing. 
you can't blame the artist entirely. One, he, you know, it wasn't an intentional. He, yeah. he was rushed. But secondly, how many eyes had to have seen that before yeah. it went? You know, it's not like he just sent it and they put it on the VHS. It had to have been approved right. at least 10 times or something like that. People had to have seen it before it went <laughs> yeah. on anything. And also, there's a bit of a, this is even more of an urban thing here that's still being spread on Facebook. I see it like every few months. Part of it is that people think that this artwork was like heavily recalled. It was really only taken off the shelves for like less than 24 hours. Right. Or whatever, but like they thought it was heavily recalled and so if you have this, it you know, it's worth a lot of money and that's not really true. I don't think Disney reprinted it after mm-hmm. this onto VHSs, but I don't think they recalled the ones that had already been printed. Right. It <clears throat> it was their initial print. I mean, they made yeah, probably millions of copies. Let's be yeah. honest, and um, they weren't about to just take all of those back, right? And the myth that I was referring to is that, hey, everybody, do you have Disney VHSs at home? They're probably worth thousands of dollars. Nope, not wah, true. Wah. <laughs> Absolutely. I, not. I see that Facebook article, or I see that shared. I think every mm-hmm, few months, mm-hmm. where somebody's like, "Great news!" Yeah, wow, I have it on. I have original Lion King VHS. I or have whatever. the Aladdin Diamond Edition. Yeah, th- I mean, it's worth sixteen thousand dollars. <laughs> I wish I'd sell it in a heartbeat. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. That trash. <laughs> Here's the thing: I have kidding, I kidding. have a connection to those old tapes. Yeah, like, me I too. love them, and and I watched them <laughs> so many times as a kid. But if I found out that my one copy of Jungle Book was worth shit, if it were worth a hundred bucks, <laughs> I'd I'd get rid of it. Yeah, I could go get it on DVD or Blu right now. It right. doesn't matter. Yeah. No, it, it, it's that's perpetuated because there are people on eBay that are selling them for that much money, and mm-hmm. so people are seeing that and going, "Oh, well, it must be worth." Yeah. It's not. They're just crazy. Please, please. Here's a PSA for everybody. <clears throat> please do not buy any of those no. on eBay. You can find them for for twenty cents at a Goodwill or something. Yeah, Goodwill, like that. half price books. I don't know if that's a national chain or not, but oh. Uh, so the next one we've got on here um, is the rescuers. Oh yeah, this is true. One of the only ones I think. Well, yeah, there aren't there aren't that many that that end up being true. Yeah, because they all kind of start out as rumors and then they just kind of. That's what spiral. makes it so fun. Yeah, you know? this is like the kind of stuff you heard on the playground. Yeah, but apparently in the rescuers in the uh, VHS release at least. Um, yeah, I'm sure they've edited it out by now. <laughs> yeah, somehow a naked woman. <laughs> image Mm -hmm. has made it into the movie (laughs) oops it's very sudden it's super super fast Mm -hmm. i don't know how people found it though i kind of do know how people found it it's the scene where the two mice are flying in the back of orville the bird and they're literally like they fly past a window and in the window it's just, you see... It's like a photo. Yeah, you see the exposed breasts of a woman. Yeah. And it, it's just, it's so quick. And you can find images of it online. It's, I mean, it's obviously an explicit photo because... So we probably won't share it in our blog. Yeah. But, I mean, if you want to find it, you, you just, can. <clears throat> you just search for it. It will come up. But the thing is, it's not, like, clear, <laughs> you know? It's not. I mean, it's obvious what it is. But it's not like an HD shot, you know. Right. What I, mean? I mean, if yeah, I mean, if you're if you're looking for like 
like b- boobs. That's definitely not the place there, to go. There are many other sites. Yeah, available. there's lots of other things. You but in you know in the seventies, I guess when this movie came out. But the VHS release was in the late eighties. Yes, and, and that it was in there. Yeah, I'd be intrigued. If, I'd be intrigued to see if it made it into the original like theatrical version. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't know because the versions that I have, I have it on DVD. Mm-hmm. I believe I do have a VHS copy of it. But Somewhere, yeah. Yeah, so maybe I'll, I'll check but <laughs> before like, I let my children watch it someday. Right, but like we mentioned with the Lion King thing, if you pause it, the VHS kind of shakes a little bit. It's yeah. It's hardly anything worth a dang, you know? Yeah. And it's so and and if you just see it at full speed when you're just watching the movie, it's, you won't see it. And I think that's how it got by. Yeah. Because I you, don't you know. Like I honestly like somebody had to have been watching it frame by frame, yep. or paused it to go to the bathroom and came back and was like, "Wait." Yeah, they what's happened that? to pause it right like, there. Like, I mean, I can't. I don't know. Right, and if you look <laughs> at the frame in the context of the scene, your eyes are drawn to the characters. They're reacting to yeah. them flying on the back of a seagull like that's where your eyes go and it's gone yeah so it's it's silly but it's real this one is in there it's true now is another one that's not real yes <laughs> back true. to not real but it is still disney <laughs> yes this one um i remember hearing a long time ago the legends of the playground um <laughs> that would get thrown around every once in a while i heard this one a lot um, the idea that Walt Disney is cryogenically frozen somewhere. Right. So what happened was, in the 1960s when Walt Disney died, bef- right before he died, I guess, Walt Disney Studios, or at least some executive or somebody who worked for him, called the the people in, in charge of cryogenics, the people who, mm-hmm. you know, we're leading the institute and stuff <clears throat> and they wanted to know all this info he had a bunch of stuff he wanted to know about it uh he was at least interested in it mm-hmm. they think it's not even something that they can like totally confirm right but that you know he was interested and in, in, he was wondering about it and thought you know it might be interesting and disney what happened like the his cause of death was lung cancer and, because he smoked cigarettes mm-hmm. every single day he was like a three-pack-a-day yeah. smoker. And uh, he found out that he had had cancer. They found a spot in his lung. He you know, went to the went and got it removed. But once he got it removed, they found it had metastasized. They gave him about six months to a year to live. He only lived about 30 days after that. Mm-hmm. So uh, he died pretty suddenly uh, in terms of like he probably thought he had some more time to plan. Right. His death, he was only 65, which, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, at that at that time might not have been very old, but... Right. I mean, it's still <clears throat> it's still fairly young in the grand scheme of things. I mean, yeah. a lot of people live beyond that now. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, basically what happened was when after he died, there was a, a... There were newspaper articles and stuff where people had talked to, like, the president of the cryogenic... Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what it's called. If it's like an institute, Cryoco. Yeah, mean, whatever. Whatever. They were talking to him about it, and he even says in the article he's quoted, he says that Disney is not cryogenically frozen because they had actually not done it at all yet. Mm-hmm. He would, if he had done it, he would have been the first person to do it. But 
uh, he did not do it. And because he had never officially said he wanted to, his family didn't want to do it because mm-hmm. it wasn't written in his plans or his will. Right. So his family had him cremated and buried. And then the first person to get cryogenically frozen was like a month later. Right. Right. So the idea behind the myth was that he was hidden away somewhere. Nobody knew where, <laughs> but he was frozen. Yeah. And they were going to wait till technology was was advanced enough to bring him back to life and have more magic back to Disney or whatever. Yeah. The reality is that it is not true. <laughs> <laughs> He is, nope. he, he is not frozen somewhere, yeah. and his granddaughter, right? Or was it yes, his daughter? Yes, it was, it was his daughter. His daughter. She, um, yeah, she says that they actually were, they finally decided to start dispelling that rumor, mm-hmm. because obviously the rumor had been around for a long time, but I guess her kids were being <laughs> approached by other children. Right. And those children were saying, your, your grandpa's frozen, isn't he? Can you imagine if your grandfather was the Walt Disney and and you're being bullied because he might there's a rumor that he was cryogenically frozen? Is it fucking Walt Disney? I can't I can't get over That's how petty children are. Seriously. <laughs> For these kids to go, ha, you have a frozen grandpa. <laughs> is wrong with you <laughs> yeah you can just hear it yeah that's out that's ridiculous but it's a shame that they had to do that because it was they were kind of being bullied about it um yeah. but yeah the 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 real disney family came out and was like no guys stop it we cremated him he's cremated he's in a he's in a um graveyard yep. buried next to his wife and mm-hmm. one of his daughters and her husband right yeah so leave it alone, well, yeah. Yeah. So there is one more Disney thing that I want to mention very, like, briefly here, too. Okay. And this isn't really a total myth, and it's fun. Ooh. Yeah, so when Disney died, it was actually kind of a, su- a surprise that mm-hmm. he would die at, at the time that he did. And Kurt Russell was contracted to Disney, but they loaned him out to another studio for a day yes. to, like, go work on something. And... Uh, Disney died. <laughs> I guess when people came and looked at his desk, they found just a note on the desk, and all it said was Kurt Russell. And nobody knows <laughs> why. <laughs> and Kurt Russell, people have asked him, like, so do you know why Disney wrote your name down? And he's like, ah, he must have been thinking about me for a movie. But I honestly, I have no idea. No one knows what was possibly going on or always be a mystery it is a great mystery but i think i have a theory Mm. what if (laughs) disney's conscious consciousness went into kurt russell (laughs) it was transferred into kurt russell (laughs) and 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 the the person we know as kurt russell now is actually walt disney acting as somebody else Man. Dun, dun, dun. Wow. Interesting. That is that is a strange mystery. I mean, what could it have meant? I mean, the, the realistic thing is, I guess he wanted to write him into a movie and he just wanted to remember his name. Yeah, like he just kind of, yeah. Okay, so moving away from Disney ones. Yay, finally. <laughs> um, I actually haven't heard this one, so you might have to talk about it. The Little Rascal's Curse. 
Oh, okay. The Little Rascals, they were kind of... I know everyone kind of knows what the Little Rascals were because there was a movie in like the 90s or right, 80s. Yeah. They came from a series of short films like called the R-Gang shorts or whatever. And, and so there were lots of kids. There were lots of people who were in these movies. Some kids starred in like... 30 of them. Some of them starred in 10 of them. I mean, it was oh, really... It was okay. Hal Roach. So it was the same studio that did Laurel and Hardy. And uh, there was this... there. There's this thing I've heard about a few times, especially from older people who might remember the Little Rascals a little bit more. And it's that there's a curse. Because apparently a lot of the people that were in those suffered some sort of violent end. Whether it was an accident... Or, oh you know, a crime or, you know, just getting ill, dying prematurely. And uh, so it kind of circulated on the internet as like the the R-Gang curse. Oof. Yeah. That's so, kind of scary. <clears throat> yeah. You know, they were all, well, they are all connected by the same thing. So I was reading about it. I found a Snopes article about it. And, and this is basically it. the information that those things happened is technically true. But the way it's represented in a lot of those articles is not fair. Right. Basically, in the Snopes article, what they said was that they just... If you take any sample of a large group of people from any time period, you're going to have about this many... Like, statistically, this many things would be happening to them. You know, like, this many people died of cancer, this many people... You know, and so they actually found they they pulled out everybody who had starred in several of the of the shorts, like twenty or more of the shorts, and they and they listed out how long each person lived. And oh my god! I mean, it, yeah, it was definitely a lot of work from the Snopes people. Yeah. Um, and it, how long each person lived, what they died of. There were a lot of people who died of cancer, and basically, what they found was that most of them most of them lived to an age that was about the life expectancy of the time when they were born. Okay. So it wasn't necessarily like they died really young. Maybe right. by our standards they were young, but, you know. Mm -hmm. So that was that was one thing that they said. Another was that a lot of it was disease. Only like three or, or se I think it was like 7% of them died of like a violent way mm -hmm. but two of them were like advanced in years anyway when it happened okay so they so were like it wasn't really they were like it's tragic for sure but right and like one of them he was like 70 something and he got stabbed oh my gosh yeah i and um but one of them's alfalfa and i think that's probably why that myth kind of got perpetuated because the the most famous one you know was stabbed to death when he was like 20 years old oh my gosh yeah, so, and I think, you know, and so uh, some other stuff happened too, and, and so, yeah, that stuff is technically true, but it's not, like, the way it's presented makes yeah, it seem, yeah. makes it seem like it's, yeah, not random, uh -huh. but really, they're like, if you took any random group of people, this is not that crazy. Yikes. We're going to take a quick break to talk about PodCoin. Are you enjoying the Black Case Diaries? Well, the PodCoin app pays you to listen to this podcast and every podcast. It's the podcast player that pays. Just get the app free on iPhone or Android, and you can use the PodCoin you earn to claim gift cards or donate to charity. Use the invite code BLACKCASE in all caps, and you'll get 300 PodCoin right away. 
Also, earn PodCoin faster by listening to bonus podcasts like the Black Case Diaries and others. So, uh, moving on to one that's less uh, depressing. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, it's okay. One that I realized that I missed here is one that I've heard a few times. One about Harrison Ford in the original Indiana Jones movie. Yeah. Yes, when the famous scene, the scimitar swordsman comes up and shows off a little bit, and you think they're going to square off in the in the town, <laughs> and then Harrison Ford just pulls out his six-shooter and takes him out. The myth, this is another true one. Yeah. The myth was that Harrison Ford did that because he had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Basically, because he, he wasn't was, feeling well. Right. He wasn't feeling well. Um, the myth says that he might have had like something like dysentery or diarrhea or something like that on, on set and had to quickly leave set. So instead of going through this long, reportedly three-page fight scene <laughs> and the script, he didn't. <laughs> and he just shot the Which the is absolutely guy. perfect for the character. It, it, absolutely. Yeah. It fits in so well. <laughs> <laughs> that it's as if it were written that way to begin with. Yeah. A lot of people have thought that that it was completely improvised, and Harrison Ford did that without... Without permission. Without permission, exactly. What really happened is they talked about it, and it was like, I'm not going to be able to do this. I need to get off set faster, like we mentioned. So, there you go. But it's a really cool scene. It's one of the best scenes in the whole movie, and it's such a, it's so fast. But Yeah, it's awesome. But there it is. I love that. I love that part. Yeah, that's great. The next one that we have that we were going to talk about is Three Men and a Baby. Yes. The Ghost. Yes, this one um, <laughs> I didn't know about until our research. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, so if you've ever seen Three Men and a Baby, there is a scene where they're kind of in the bedroom. And, With said baby. Yeah, and <clears throat> the camera kind of does a pan across the room, and it looks like a, a figure is standing in the window. It's yeah. like, a, like a boyish figure. At first glance, a lot of people <laughs> thought it was a ghost. Mm-hmm. And it, I think that's a very popular urban uh, legend. Yeah, a lot of people. there's a ghost in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was just a cardboard cutout <laughs> that for some reason... <laughs> Of like Ted Danson, that for some reason got left in the curtain. I don't, I mean, yeah. I wonder if it was intentional. (laughs) Just to spook people? I wouldn't be surprised. Well, not entirely to spook people. I think it it was put there intentionally to make somebody laugh. Or like if as the camera panned by... Maybe the director or somebody would notice it and go like, "Ah, you, you kids, oh, get that cardboard cut out of there." Let's do this take for the forty thousandth yeah, time. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But then either either they did notice it and left it in, or they didn't notice it. Yeah. <laughs> and then it became a a legend of a ghost. <laughs> I mean, I like to believe it's a ghost. Yes. On set. I, when you showed me the clip, we'll, we'll have the same clip on the in the blog post. Yeah. You, you um. I paused we, it. Yeah. Yeah, I paused it, and at first I was like. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It like, do- oh. <laughs> it does look kind of ghostly because it's yeah. behind this, like, wavy curtain. And, and you and... can't make it out. It's so out of focus. Yeah. That it really just looks like a, just like a figure, just like yeah, a it's like just a person. a person standing there. It's pretty, pretty creepy, but it's just cardboard. I hope we don't make people feel bad that their favorite myths are aren't real. Busted. Well, you know, you can believe what you want to believe. That that's I absolutely mean, true. Just because we say just because we said it's not 
Doesn't mean it's not true. But we're experts. I don't know if that's that's true. That's also a myth. You believe what you want to believe. <laughs> Somebody said that once. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember, Adam, when everyone thought Steve from Blue's Clues was dead? I sure did. He died of a heroin overdose? Yeah, I sure do remember that. <laughs> I really believed that. That was something <clears throat> that everybody believed. Everyone, It was everywhere. The, and I think the reason why it was so believable was... One was because everybody thought it was so strange. Nobody was ready for Steve to leave the show. And when they did all the advertising, that was like, Steve's going to college. And here's his cousin? Joe. Joe. And it was, yeah. Like, I, is it his cousin? I don't remember who it I is. I thought it was his brother. Maybe it's his brother. <laughs> who just inherited his house or whatever. Yeah, and his dog. That's and that's how it works. all his stuff. And <laughs> But I think the reason why it's so believable, again, is one, because he left so abruptly in yeah. the show. But secondly, he didn't do, like, anything He became, after. like, a, a musician. Yeah, he was, like, a musician. I've, I've heard that he's done some stand-up comedy here and there. Nice. Like, he's just doing his own thing, and he didn't stay, Great. He didn't stay in the spotlight. But for some reason, when actors and actresses kind of, you know, <laughs> fall off or go out of the spotlight, yeah. for some reason, the number one thing that people assume is that they're dead. <laughs> I don't understand why people immediately go there. We actually have a couple myths on this list kind of related to the same thing. To, to get back to the initial thing, he is absolutely not dead. Yeah, he's alive. He's, he's still alive. Yeah, he did not die of a heroin overdose. Yeah. I don't think he has hair anymore. He He's, he's very... I think he's, he's balding, bald. But he's 100% alive, and he's talked about Blue's Clues multiple times and and there's how really, he feels about it and yeah there's a good uh business insider video about it yeah yeah it's really cool yeah. actually so after that we also we have another insane theory <laughs> that I, I love um, yeah this is a great one that stanley kubrick directed the moon landing <laughs> i'm sure everybody's heard that one yeah um it's pretty great yeah, and and the thing about this one is in order to believe this, you have to believe another theory or, or myth that we didn't actually go to the moon. Right. And so this is the, the story goes is that the government, the U.S. government was so blown away by 2001 A Space Odyssey. Right. That they were like, we need you to fake the moon landing for us. And what makes this so ridiculous is that look at 2001 A Space Odyssey. Watch one scene of it. Mm -hmm. And then watch the moon landing. Right. (laughs) Do you think that Stanley Kubrick would have made something that looked so bad and grainy? (laughs) Yeah. I don't think so. (laughs) And and not even even like bad and grainy like visually. But they're just... astronauts hopping around on the moon that's all it is they put a flag up and they salute for like 10 minutes you know it's and in um jacob told me that he heard a joke that um stanley kubrick did in fact direct the moon landing but he's such a perfectionist that they had to do it on location exactly (laughs) and that's the headcanon i'm gonna go with he went with them to the moon right I don't like I don't like talking about conspiracy theories all that much, but people watched rockets shoot into the sky. Like, what did they shoot those up there for fun? <laughs> like, I don't know. It it just seems like too elaborate of a thing. Yeah. But it is funny to think that Stanley Kubrick directed it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
another one was about death. It's about death in a movie. Yeah. This yeah. is a, a common theme. There was a myth that the chariot driver in Ben-Hur died. Mm-hmm. You know, that he, you know, died in the scene. They kept the scene in despite the wishes of his widow. <laughs> um, yeah. But no. No. And that's, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. <laughs> we talked about the munchkin. Uh, yeah. Or, or any number of people dying from, yeah, from the, the Tin Man. Yeah, the Tin Man. That unnamed, you know, staffer from the Wizard of Oz that they thought had hung himself. Yep. You know, whatever. And so a lot of this has to do with death. And, uh, which is crazy. There are enough. There are enough insane death stories that mm-hmm. have, a, have evolved movies. Right. Like, we don't we don't need to make up more. <laughs> right. <laughs> There's yeah. enough. <laughs> yeah, stop it. Um, but this one is that the actress in Goldfinger died. Right. Because of a similar thing to the Tin Man. Yeah. Um, it wasn't because of lead, but if you remember in, in that scene, she is, she is completely covered in gold paint from head to toe. Yeah, the actress Shirley Eaton. Yes. And uh, she plays Jill Masterson, and she's been murdered. And covered in gold paint. Yes. And in the movie, they say, oh, skin asphyxiation, or however the freak you say that. Asphyxiation? Asphyxiation, thank you. I'm just struggling. (laughs) From from skin asphyxiation, which becomes the whole part of the movie, right? But people, for some reason, thought, no, that was real. (laughs) Yeah. For some reason, they thought that the paint... That you need to breathe through your skin. Yeah. And that we're not fish. We breathe through lungs. <laughs> we breathe through our nose. We and don't. Mouth. <laughs> I don't know what. <clears throat> um, I mean, it's true that your skin needs to like breathe. Quote unquote. But not like, you know, in the sense that your body needs oxygen. Right. It's a little different. Right. Your skin, in order for your skin to remain like healthy and soft and yeah. whatever. Yeah. You, you don't want to wear like a wetsuit all the time or something like that yes that would be very bad for your skin or honestly you don't want to wear paint on your skin from head to toe you don't want to do that either but it it's not it shouldn't make you suffocate but it was from but they did it for a scene in a movie once Mm -hmm. and she obviously wasn't gold covered in gold paint forever my little sister drew on herself with ink pen like just Mm -hmm. regular old bic (laughs) <laughs> pen classic yeah when we were kids in a stranger a woman in Meyer yelled at her oh and told her she was going to get ink poisoning quote-unquote ink poisoning wow from the drawings that she had done on her legs my mom was furious really well because she wasn't with us when it happened we were riding the the, the penny ponies <laughs> oh okay yeah you know the one cent rides at meyer Mm -hmm. and uh the yeah the woman came up to us and i was with her and i just kind of you know shoot her away and you know Mm -hmm. like you know becky let's go (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. don't listen to this crazy person and i told mom later and my mom was furious that somebody that a stranger had the audacity to yell at her children yeah for something so like not true obviously (laughs) obviously nonsense she scared her she scared becky she made becky think that she was gonna die because she drew on herself right it's ridiculous (laughs) you could you could take an you could take an ink like a fountain pen and like stab yourself with it (laughs) and you still wouldn't die of ink Ink poisoning poisoning. (laughs) (laughs) people get tattoos daily i know lady (laughs) what is wrong with you 
outrageous. Especially these Bic pens. Yeah. These things are probably the most non-toxic form of ink there's ever been. Because these yeah. these are the most chewed on pens in the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those freaking plastic Bic pens. Yeah. Yeah, but my my four year old sister was gonna die because wow. she because she drew stars on her legs. That's ridiculous. <laughs> so in the same way, in the same way, you yeah. don't get ink poisoning from a big pen, right? Um, Shirley Eaton did not die of being covered in gold paint, but it's similar to Steve that we talked about a minute ago. She kind of went away after Goldfinger. She yeah. did a couple of movies after that, but then she retired early and wanted to spend time with her family so she kind of fell out of the spotlight and what do people do when celebrities fall out of the spotlight for some reason they assume they're dead yeah. i don't understand it i it's, mean that's just what yeah i mean we could have probably looked up we could probably do a whole nother episode on <laughs> celebrities that everyone thought were dead which in fact are not yeah there'd probably be enough to to make a whole nother episode about it probably so it's it's yeah. it's ridiculous. The last couple we have are TV. Yes, yes. Um, because we are a movie and TV podcast, if you forgot about it. Don't you forget it. Don't you forget it. Actually, we've had quite a few TV episodes. Yeah, recently, we've so done I'm, a lot of TV. I'm proud of us. Mm-hmm. But um, one that I'm going to talk about, we had a Pokemon episode a little while ago. And this one is related to the show, an episode that I didn't mention. This was a band episode called Cyber Soldier Porygon. Also known at uh, known by the myth legend uh, talkers, what I don't the know myth what you, talkers, the myth talkers, <laughs> um, as the Caesar episode. So the the myth of this episode was that it was so dangerous to people's health because it had moments of flashing that caused nausea, seizures, blindness, even knocked people unconscious. Yeah. All this kind of stuff. And, and the the idea is 600-ish more people or kids had to be rushed to the hospital because of just watching this episode of Pokemon. This isn't an unheard of thing in the world of the, the Pokemon anime. There, there are quite a few banned episodes. But this one was, was supposedly banned because of, like I said, because of how dangerous it was to watch. Whereas other ones just had moments that either wouldn't translate well to Western audiences or uh, were risque in nature. <laughs> but that, that in fact, isn't true. What actually happened were some kids, they said about 5 to 10% of the entire viewer base, which is like all of Japan, yeah. basically, said they felt a little sick after or something yeah. like that. Like, they went to the hospital, but there uh, quite a few of them didn't have, like, symptoms. They were sent right home. Yeah. They were like, oh, I've, ooh, I drank some water and I'm okay now. Yeah. You know, and, and the thing about that is the, the kids who did end up having to maybe stay at the hospital for a minute had issues like that prior. Yeah. And henceforth. Like, right. It wasn't only because, sure, the episode may have triggered it, but it wasn't something that they weren't unequipped to deal with or something that they weren't aware of. Right. You know? Seizure warnings are always a good idea. <laughs> right. And actually, you, you, if you, um, to, to talk about the latest episode or the latest season of Stranger Things, they yeah. did that quite a few times. Mm -hmm. um, they did the warning and, and there was a warning in front of um, 
into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. A much-needed um, one, really. Right. And uh, they <sighs> actually should have had one in front of Incredibles 2. They most certainly should have. But they didn't. I remember that was that was a rough one. Yeah. Yeah. That was very flashy. But mm-hmm. but anyway, this myth, the, the episode, it is true that the episode is banned. And it actually, the show actually went on a couple months hiatus because of this episode. But it wasn't as dramatic as the myth says. <laughs> yeah. The last one I think we'll talk about is another, it's actually funny, it's another death one, technically. <laughs> um, it's from Sesame Street. So, when Jim Henson died... <laughs> Wait, before you get into it, just think about that for a second. <laughs> we have a myth about death <laughs> and Sesame Street. <laughs> Can you tell me how, how to, to get, get... How to get to the underworld. <laughs> Elm Street. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, that was a better one. <laughs> um, anyway, so... When Jim Henson died in the early 90s, I think it was just 1990, uh, he was the voice of Ernie on Sesame Street, Mm -hmm. as well as the voice of Kermit the Frog. And when that happened, people were kind of, it was pretty sudden death. People were kind of reeling from it, trying to figure things out. And the New York Times interviewed somebody who worked with Sesame Street, one of their, like, showrunners. And in the article, she was quoted as saying that they most that they were not looking to replace the voice of Ernie. Now that's it. <laughs> they, I mean, it's like kind of a, it was kind of early, you know, and they just weren't thinking about it at the time, you know, that kind of thing. And um, or at least maybe they were very like er, it was a very early beginning. Like they might have just been considering right, maybe. just maybe retiring the character. But she never actually said that she was going to retire the character. Right. Nobody nobody said they were going to retire Ernie. The thing about Sesame Street is that not every character is in every episode. Yeah. With the exception of, like, Big Bird, maybe. Yeah. But, you know, Bert and Ernie weren't always around. So they yeah. could have just, like, put it on hold for a minute while they looked. Yeah. I mean, and this is just, like, you know, no one's totally 100% sure if like they can even considered retiring ernie but she never officially said that they were going to do that Mm -hmm. however the article got misconstrued uh the reporter who wrote the article they said that person got confused and kind of made it sound like they were going to retire ernie and the news spread across the country Mm -hmm. that ernie from Sesame Street was going to die. They were going to have an episode where Ernie dies in either a car crash or an illness, and it was going to help teach children about death, and it was just this totally untrue thing. And because the internet was, like, brand new, in the early beginnings of, like, a lie is really spreading, like, really fast. It becomes viral, and it, like... Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Viral lies still happen, they're mm-hmm. still all over Facebook. We notice them daily. So yeah, I yeah. mean, people still believe that stuff now. They were gonna believe it when the internet was young. Right. Exactly. <clears throat> it's it's so easy for it to spread. Yeah. You know, one person reads the the headline. It's like, well, that's real, and then they share it. Yeah. You know, so on and so forth. Yeah. So I mean, uh, you know, this is kind of, and so there was this student. I think it was in New Hampshire, who really loved Ernie. For some reason, like just a big fan. And he was really upset about this news. And he got students to sign a petition to save Ernie. And at the the graduation, they wore save Ernie beanies. He found out later that it was false. (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. But he found that out after. I mean, right. <laughs> after all that stuff had happened. Yeah. So that that instance kind of helped perpetuate the myth that they were going to kill off Ernie. But they were never going to do it. And right. Ernie is fine. Obviously, he's fine. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's, still in, he's, he's still in the show now. Yeah, he's okay. <laughs> so there are a lot of really crazy, fun, little urban myths. Yeah. Legends. There are plenty... That I'm sure we didn't talk about. This was fun. It was fun. It was a fun episode, huh, um, Robin? Yeah, there was no drink of the week because Marcy's not here. Uh, I'm not fancy, so I drank a beer while we did this. (laughs) What what kind of beer do you have? Uh, The Purple Haze. Purple Haze. Yeah, my husband is super into sours, so it's kind of like a sour beer. Yeah, he's kind of on like a sour kick right now. Yeah, he just loves tart things. (laughs) (laughs) It's why he loves me. (laughs) <laughs> I'm just kidding. Is that an insult to yourself or yeah. a compliment to Jacob? <laughs> I can't tell. Um, um, anyway. But yeah. Thank you for listening, everybody. Follow us on Twitter at Black Case Diary. On Instagram, Black Case Diaries Podcast. Visit our Patreon. If you just tweet hi at us. That'll make our day. It'll be great. It'll make <laughs> us so happy. So thank you, thank you, thank you thank again you so much. for listening. Um, we miss We miss you, Marcy. We'll we'll be happy to have you in the in the next episode that we do. Yeah, hopefully. whenever you come back. <laughs> whenever you decide to grace us with. What your if presence. she decided to like? She's like, you know what? I don't miss the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I had a week off and I'm loving it. You know, I'm not coming back. <laughs> oh, that would be sad. We have, That'd be a bummer. We have uh, no more drinks of the week. <laughs> yeah, no more drinks of the week, and we have two microphones here that would be useless. Yeah, seriously. So, uh, so, so so come on back, Marcy. We appreciate. Yeah. it. We love you. Marcy, come back. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) So thank you again very much for listening. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.